Could go either way. Like, go either way with that. Yeah. Go down on him or take it in the rear. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Why not? I'm trying to look up uh, that's so metal. I don't know. There's some cool shit. Oh, I, Reddit, I, got, I got one. You don't even have to worry about it. All right. You can just sit back <laughs> and be like you usually are. Useless. Kind of like nothing. Yeah, kind of like nothing at all. Well, yeah, we, we called the cops. They said the people were just kind of like nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm recording you right now. This is the beginning of the episode. Okay. Well, shit. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. This is some cool shit to be talking about. I gave you a count in and everything. I was like, get ready, dude. Three, two, one. Here we go. And then you just <laughs> didn't even know. Well, maybe you did it with your eyes. <laughs> Winky face. So for those Wink. of you who are wondering what the hell is happening, I'm tricking Phil, and this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. I'm Alex Peterson. That's Phil Collins. This is the show where we review great heavy 2000 post and beyond releases of yes. awesome bands. And today we are going to start with a That's So Metal segment, which we always do. And then we'll do rock, paper, scissors, shoot, anything you want to do. So you goes first, and then Phil's going to review this AYAM album by Disillusion, and I'm going to review Skyforger by Amorphous. Sound good, Phil? Yep. All right, well, let's get to it, because I got it. The great, that's so metal. I have recently been listening to the audiobook Diary of a Psychosis by Tom Woods about the COVID hysteria, if you will. And I know you and I were kind of on differing sides of that, and probably still are, but... I was staunchly anti-vax and I never got the jab. And if I didn't live in Florida already, I would have moved to Florida. But I loved and I think it's so metal that I think the number was 10% of the entire national healthcare system in the United Kingdom said, if you force us to get vaccinated, we resign. And that basically ended the entire idea of a mandatory vaccination in the NHS. And for me, that's like the most metal thing there is, standing up to authority. It's like when you and I were kids... Metal bands and rock bands and punk bands, that's what they did. And now all of a sudden you got bands like Bad Religion who would blow Joe Biden right now and and support wars in Ukraine and wars all over the world. And it's like, okay, where's this where's this coming from? Uh I let's see if they'll blow Joe Biden. Let's get him on the horn and see if he wants a I'll fresh blow. blow. <laughs> yeah, I know you blow Biden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll blow right Biden. Well even though I'm probably on a different uh, end of the argument, I still agree that it's badass to band together for your beliefs and stand up to authority. So I will respect the metalness of your uh, your story. I also loved in there how one guy saved like three ladies off the top of their house in Hurricane Ian. And uh, they were like, oh, well, you're going to have to resign now because you didn't get the jab. He's like, are you kidding me? You think anybody I saved their life yesterday would have asked me if I was vaccinated? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't see how it would matter at all there. Yeah, I think not. Anyhow, that's what I felt was so metal. Phil, would you like to give us the subject matter for the rock, paper, scissors, shoot, anything you want to do deal? Oh, oh God. Oh, God. All right. Got to think here. Let's think of something you would find in the shed. Just in someone in your shed in the backyard. Okay, I got one right now in my head. I don't know if it's going to win, but I got one. Okay, I got one too. All right. 
Rock, paper, scissors, paper, shoot. Scissors, shoot. Anything, Anything you want to do. Huge do. garden Chainsaw. shears. Oh, over. You in. I had garden shears. I was thinking like a big hoe, and then I was like, that's that's all right. But what a uh, chainsaw would definitely be in there. Yeah, I think the hoe would have stood a better shot than the garden shears because you would have some range on somebody. Like I could clip you right in the fucking head from a distance where if you got into me with the chainsaw, it's over. Maybe, you know, a weed whacker would have been a good one because you could keep me at bay with that. Yeah. You know what would be hilarious yeah. if you saw a fight like that and then you're like, oh, this is over quick. But the guy with the chainsaw kind of like, reached too far and dropped it and the other guy picked it up and cut him into pieces <laughs> <laughs> you remember that reminds me real quick in dirty work where they're they're over there planting fish in that guy's house and some guy it's like <laughs> there's a drug deal there and some guys like you smell fish and they think it's some kind of weird coat and one of the guys wearing a wire and it's a big massacre and then one guy's like has a chainsaw and he's like i'm gonna kill it with this chainsaw <laughs> and then like Five seconds later, he's like, he took my chainsaw away, and now he's using it on me. They're just like huddled in the other Exactly. Same narration. Now he's using it on me. Exactly. How the tables have turned. Yeah, that's an underrated anyway. movie. R.I.P. Right, no- uh, Norm. I'm gonna, oh, no. Goddamn. What a shame. I'm going to go first. I'm going. I'm taking I'm. All right. Horns. Do it, buddy. I'm going to cue it up here for our listeners. Disillusion German band. Awesome guys. Yes, yes, they are awesome guys. So I have a lot of notes here because I want to get everything right. There's a lot in these songs. It's a lot. Yeah. God damn, that's right in my face. But okay, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. I'm ready, buddy. Go ahead. Let's talk about. All right, let's jump right into the first song. Next song. Next. I can't pronounce it that well. Yeah, that's one in the bank. But it's called Am Abgrund, which sounds like a cool work name. But it's a I fucking I love this song. Right, it's a it's a short it's a short little banger intro, <laughs> just eleven minutes. Yeah, it, it gets you used to them. I was like, it's a little daunting, but then you actually there's not that many like that. But um, so okay, it really sets the tone here. This is a very atmospheric song with a lot of layers. Um, it builds slowly, starts doing. But I'm just gonna say it's a great album. Just cover out the chase. Great album. One of the best ones you recommended. Cool. Right in the top ten. I think. This wow. Is super legit fucking album. I'm so glad you like so, this. Uh, I have this on physical. Oh, yeah. I have this on physical CD. It was one of my top two albums of the year when it came out, and I listen to it in the car a lot because it's just every album. I mean, every track rather flows into the next, and the whole experience of the whole the whole album is great. Oh yeah, dude. It's a concept album, but it's not entirely clear what the concept is about. It seems to be like dreams and. A lot of nature and ocean kind of vibes. Uh, anyway, I love the build-up to this. They build such a um, not. I love that they build such an atmosphere before they start kicking ass. So like yeah. right at one thirty-nine starts blast beating, and then his clean singing comes in. But I, I noticed that like right away the first time he starts to sing, it's almost distorted. I thought that was a cool way for you to first hear his vocals at all in the album. And then um, and then he starts doing his normal like I don't know how to how to describe his tone but it's aggressive without screaming you know what I mean yes. like you're of the guy from Creator he just naturally sounds like a badass yes the way he's um, and, then so, ha- and then having just seen them live on 70k you know it is aggressive his just like thoracic movements of his head and the, and the way he almost like barks into the yeah. microphone Andy yeah he said yeah he said something like it's it all just stays the same. The way he says stays the same. It's like stay the same. It sounds so 
Oh, it just sounds gnarly. I love that. And when he says time is hell, the way he says time is hell, it's so fucking real. It makes you feel it. Um, but the chorus is great when they say from the top of the world to the end of the sea. That's been in my head. Oh, yeah. Since I first heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely. Um, so, God's good. And um, there's a great solo. Um, oh, and like 336, there's just like trumpet sound comes in. And that you start to get a taste of this sort of jazzy, bluesy kind of thing that they infuse so seamlessly. And, um, and it just goes with the wall of sound with the rest of the, um, it almost like a siren. Almost like you're like, out at sea and a ship's gone. Or something. I don't, you know, it'd be more of a horn, but you know what I mean. I know anyway, exactly what you mean. Badass. This is, I'm so happy to hear you describing it this way because I really hope this is how you'd receive it. It's exactly how I did it. Just, and the way it all works together is really impressive, man. Yeah, and, then, and it took me a few listens to really notice just in the background, there's like, like such a, such a steady rhythm. It's like it's such a like it's such a craftsmanship because that's like you, you would get it kind of gets lost in the sound, but it's there if you're paying attention to it. It's just it's just so well conceived um, musically. So anyway, great fucking start, but not in my top three, but a great song. Um, and then it goes into Tormenta, which is in my top three. Okay. And my God, I think this is a fucking amazing song. This is the one that they were choosing, I think, to show. The music video for um, when we were on the cruise, they would show like you know they show like a music video from some of the bands. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they showed these guys, and I'm quite sure it was Tormenta, um, was the song. But um, so awesome, like that choral opening, that like pretty kind of eerie sound again. Like you to see it's like a mermaid, like a siren singing to you or something like that. And a little um, more, a little more approachable at only four and a half minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's true. And then it just does this badass wall of sound, man. It just, it's, it's on an album that consistently establishes like an eerie and bombastic vibe. This song, I think, stands out as like the most at times. And um, he'll, start, he'll start doing this kind of normal singing and then he'll just get more and more aggressive. And then he'll, when he says Gathering Storm, it kicks right into like this other cool eerie singing and it just and it does it again with the badass thing it comes back and then it's just so good and then at the end when they it cuts to this weird or seemingly weird part where he's like I know a place where the world is still it's just such a departure you know what I mean I know of a place and you're just like where did this come from it's like he uh-huh. walks up on a shore it's like it's so it makes you feel if it's going for the sea I guess <laughs> it's, it totally conveys everything uh, that you would feel like if you were in like a, a sea storm. Yes. Anyway, and and, and awesome. they and they mix the waves crashing with the waves calmly receding, of that yeah. sea, you know, feeling perfectly. And every song feels like a story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you, there's a whole roller coaster ride with it. It's just awesome, and I love this one, especially at four minutes and twenty four seconds. I'll, I'll go to that now for our listeners to hear. And the way that it ends is perfect too, which also then leads into this the beauty of the next song. Yes, Driftwood is awesome. I was going to say there's a lot of 
it's one of those albums where like a lot of things remind me of other things I've heard for but it, this sounds to me a lot like the Dream Eating Tree from Dave Matthews band have you ever heard of the intro yeah it's, uh-huh. it's strikingly similar I hadn't thought um, of, I hadn't thought of that but yes you're definitely right about that so he does some cool you know the, the regular singing is decent but then when he gets to the part where he says there's more than I can see beyond the endless sea that is, that's very compelling the way he sings that there are more than I can see. Um, like this guy's a great singer, right? He's yeah, a great singer. absolutely. Um, and when we saw him live, he's also a guitarist, and it's not like he's playing simple, you know, harmony or bar chords. It's like this guy is playing no, intricate guitar pieces while also singing this very aggressive and then peaceful style. It's really rather impressive and, and I would direct our listeners to the interview with them because uh, it's very impressive and not only that but Andy the lead singer is kind of the progenitor of the band and then is the only remaining member from the first iteration to now this current iteration so good on him for all the work that he put into this and yeah. and it's also you wouldn't know Phil but in the liner notes or in the CD booklet I was looking at earlier today Apparently they he wrote this from like 2019 to 2022, so it seems like it was kind of a lengthy, okay. you know, evolution. Three years is a long time, but it shows, man. This thing is polished. It's so interesting because I feel like I there's so much pressure on me when I release something like that. Like, man, I, I put all this fucking work into it. Three years, of this, I hope this is good, and yeah. it's so great that it paid off because it's great. Definitely. Um, uh, and I want to say that I really felt the part where he said, um, hide it in a daydream, where it goes, hide, hide, and it's got like the echo. That reminded me of Tool, like, big time. I really felt like a weird, off, sort of um, quirky vibe that Tool will do, even though they're like a really serious band. But I thought the line to unhide the secret light is really uplifting. Like, as badass and as sort of doomed as this comes off, there's a lot of uplifting and inspiring stuff in this, too. Didn't you, and, um, didn't, you think, didn't you think for an album that has this kind of feel and look, I mean, the album is monochrome, it's just, it feels heavy and dark, but that did you think that there would be as many parts that are sing-alongable? Like, there's just parts that you no. want to sing right with him. Yeah, I, there are. I didn't, no, I didn't think that. Just from the way it looks. <laughs> the band's called Disillusion, too. I'm just expecting, like, a dreary slog. Like, I mean, it, it, I expect it to be very good, but it's like more emotionally taxing. This is kind of, this makes me want to like jam and sing, and it's, it's fucking surprising. Yeah, yeah. There are there are parts where you just want to like shout, "Magnificent! This is magnificent!" <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, like that, uh, the first, the course in the first song. Yeah, you totally. the word at the end of the scene. I just want to sing that, soaring. But uh, then I wanted to say, the Driftwood has a great. Um, like late guitar riff that sort of an emotional might be like Joe Satriani or something kind of uh, guitar mm-hmm. and um, I thought that was cool so I'm going to Abide the Storm this is definitely in my top three here I think Abide the Storm is amazing track number and, four um, and it's an- yes. another 11 minute or so you know the first four you got two 11 minute or so it just goes to show how quality this is and I was a little nervous frankly when I gave it to you I was like oh man if he doesn't like it this is gonna get tedious <laughs> yeah I know but this does not feel like an 11 minute and 50 damn near 12 minute song um, I think it has this one I think has like two parts that are super catchy um, 
the one where he goes, um, I'm trying to figure out the way he sings it. Um, well, the, the, the herky-jerky stop-start sound of the guitars at the beginning is really... Um, imp- yeah, I call imp- them imp- and Impactful. It's like, it just, it kind of grabs you by the head and you want to do like a jerky headbang to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I wanted to say the part where it says, there's part of you that keeps holding on and can't let go. The lyric. There's part of you that's holding on and can't let go. I think that, and then in the background it says, wherever your aching heart, the way you sing that, wherever, you know, I mean, there's a car and he holds the note. I think that's a great part. And then um, it goes into this really cool, jazzy, I, I don't know if jazz is the right phrase, but it's definitely sort of bluesy even. Um, it's a pretty long section that really, I think, brings you down and, and centers you a little bit. It reminds me of the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner from Iron Maiden. What a great it's song. Just, well, I know. It's like, let's just slow it down and really feel this vibe. It's sort of a lonely, eerie vibe. It's intriguing. And then um, I, I thought that was a really cool way to do that. Um, and then, oh, the calm before the storm, the way he delivers that. It's just catchy, a bunch of catchy lines in the midst of this grand atmosphere. I just really think it's great. Um, there's a really good solo in it. And then they come back and do that uh, that first that first catchy part I was talking about where he says the party is holding on. So I love how they circle back. I think the songs are structured very well. You like something, it, it doesn't meander enough that it gets away from what it first established. So like, if you like that first part, it, usually they come, come back again in, um, in these songs. How did you, anyway, how, did you how did you first digest this? Because I know it drives me crazy that you like listen to songs in some random ass order and then maybe never yeah. even listen to the whole thing in sequence. Did you do that on this? Oh yeah, I did. I went right to Tormento uh, because uh, I, I sounded familiar and I thought it was great. And then um, probably the next one after that, I I don't remember what I listened to after that. I think I buy the storm because I wanted to get it at <laughs> like I was like that's a big one. Let me just let me get the, a taste for this how these guys do long songs and let me because I know I'm in for a long haul on some of these. So it's almost like I want to I just want to test it out. Have you yet listened to the whole thing start to finish? Yeah, I've done that. Okay, all right. And, and did that change any of your opinion at all, or was it just... Because for me, I like got the first time I listened to it, I got like halfway through, and there was so much to it, I wanted to go back and start again before I got done. That, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to hear this yeah. again so I make sure I don't miss anything when I get by the time I get to the end. I mean, I, I definitely powered through it because I wanted to get, like, the trajectory and, the you know, the vibe, like, the roller coaster, like you know, they did a heavy one, or they can do a soft one. It's just the whole feel of how it's organized. But yeah, it's definitely daunting. Or um, there's so much there to digest that you, it's almost like I don't want to keep going because I'm gonna like forget about something I wanted to like revisit. Right. From, like, like the song before. There yeah. are very distinct parts of songs that you just kind of lose. Where was that again? You know what I mean? Because there's so yeah. much good shit going on in each song. That's what's led me to listen to this from start to finish so many times. And frankly, you know, it's been in my car as I said and it was in there for like a month straight I was just listening to every time I got in the car I was pick up some new place and that's where I really solidified my top three which this is in the top three for me not that you asked I should have asked but um yeah that's legit I definitely respect that have we gone over another top three of yours on this album yeah no no not yet this is the first time okay okay I got you 
Let me see where we're at. Um, so from uh, By the Storm, we go into Long Hope. Um, I, I really like this song, too. It's, it's hard not to put this one in my top three. Um, but I have... I just, I don't know. There's another one that comes up that I have to give the edge to. Yeah, but, but I love it, the, it, it better the be From the Embers, because From the Embers is my favorite one. Oh, it is. Okay, it is that. I thought you were going to go with Nine Days. I really thought you'd like that one. Nine Days is in my top three, but my favorite is from The Embers. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, uh, so this one to me, I, I wrote down, I said, chill, moody song with the 90s. It might be Days of the New. I can hear that. They, yeah. Sings, uh, um, the way, like, I truly want to know. Da, 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 like a twangy, sing-songy. I don't really know what that 90s rock vibe is, but it's like almost Southern rock vibe. Um, and then a 210 has a, or a 240 has an amazing, amazing riff that's been in my head since I heard it. Um, and, and it kind of just does, I have some epic riff in here in the background. It goes back into that, like, catchy part. It's basically just a really catchy song that probably could be a little shorter, but really, I mean, it, it's just the, the clean singing is so, I think, carries the song and so compelling. Like that, that, um, I truly want to know part. It's so cool. But that's all I have to say about it. It's not in my top three, but it is an excellent song. It's just part, it's just, another, it's just another great part of the great album. It just fits in perfectly. It doesn't, like, hog the spotlight, but it also isn't, un, it isn't forgettable. It's just a perfect addition to keep the theme. These guys have the vibe of this album perfect. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's just, every, it's, every song on this, uh, except there's one, there's one part I'll, I'll critique, but, um, uh, for the most part, every song is great. And you never want to turn it off, even if it's not as strong as the others. You're like, well, why would you change it? Yeah. Um, so nine days is so good, though. So okay, we go into the next yeah, one, let's which go is to track six. Yep. Yep. Um, so the way, obviously, the way he's singing, I think, is just gorgeous. So he says, "When I'm down at the riverbed," and then he has like a, like a people behind him singing, or if it, or it's an effect on his voice, but just the way he delivers it, it's so peaceful and pretty and it makes me want to wander down like Kedora State Park where we have near me or Lock River Reservoir and just fucking walk by the water man and just take it in it's so pretty um, when I but then it gets a little yeah, sorry yeah. Phil when I find great music I feel like the world slows down and I just don't worry about stuff you know like life just kind of gets peaceful again even if it's hard even if it's heavy and it's frantic it just takes me out of my own mind you know and this song does that yeah. really well it's just it's slow it's peaceful but i'm not in a rush at all when i'm listening to it i'm like you take your time this is great yeah man it, it's just awesome and it's a little weird because i i listen to this a lot at the gym doesn't and i feel like i'm such a totally different head space than everybody else there who's try, probably trying to amp themselves up a little which is understandable but i'm just like there are so many parts of this album where I'm just like I'm chilling, man. I'm just gonna go over here in the corner and do some cr like crunches or something. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, um, but then it gets a little kind of heavy. There's, there's a part where it starts picking up and there's like I said bongo type drumming. It's not what that is, but I don't know how to describe it. it reminds me of Voodoo from Godsmack. The way it goes, bong, bong. it has like a creepy kind of cool drumming. Um, then he basically spit it out and it goes into this plucky type brick yeah, a little bit later. That part's so cool. Um, yeah. I love the way he says spit it out. Um, and then it goes, I think it goes back into when I'm down by the riverbed, which I 
I love that. I just love it. I think it's such a pretty livery. I, you, it's another part of this album where you just you hear it and you just start singing it all the time. That, particularly for me is that no one knows my dreams tonight when he says no yeah. one knows my dreams tonight that, that to me is That's like true. i could say that over and over just always is in my head you see it walk around your house yeah just like yeah absolutely man so um okay cool that's in your top three totally get that um all right and then we'll go to from the embers which this is my third one in my top three. I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite in an order. Uh, but this for me, is this is my clear fun. number one. It took me many, many listens because I kind of hopped around. At first, my favorite was the first one, and then it was by the storm, and then it kind of became nine days, and then I settled it on this one. I just there's a part, particular part of this song that I'm gonna let you probably get to, and I'll reinforce it. But there's a particular okay. part of this song that is like heroin for me. I just can't, I can't quit it. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name the, the highlights for me and then we'll have, maybe it's on there. I hope it is really cool. So obviously it has like a cinematic piano, catchy riffing that sounds like power metal. I don't know, it's just very uplifting and it's got a lot of energy. Um, power metal may not be a great call there, but definitely a little bit of a departure from a lot of the other stuff we've heard so far in the album. It, it shows like, um, very upbeat kind of vibe from that um but i think the part this may, maybe what you're talking about what i love is when he says we're we're deep in this together now yeah anyway he screams that is that it okay. yeah oh, yeah absolutely how do you not hear that and, and just I, how do you not get so inspired by a line the way he does that that badass kind of voice of his and a, and a cool line like that and you're like we're gonna fucking get through this i don't care what it is <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> You, you can awesome. you can ask my kids about a hundred times I've turned to them and like grabbed their shirt and go we're deep in this together now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, yeah, absolutely. So okay, yeah, that part's good. Um, and then I just think the ending's cool. The the uh, really pretty lyrics, you know, where he's like, "In the ways we are higher hopes, in the ways we are higher dreams." It's a really pretty. It's a long one because there's a pretty good break in it. Um, it's not that long, seven minutes. But it's uh, it's just it's got these super inspiring uh, parts that I just. That's why I say this is really depressing album. I mean, I, you know, I mean it, it's it's a very uplifting album at times. Yeah, I would say in in ways it's soaring. There's a soaring to yeah. it. You almost like, if I were paragliding, I'd want to hear this as I was like looking down Absolutely. at the earth. You know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, yeah, I would think from the top of the world if I were paragliding. That would be the part. Right. Uh-huh. And then um, the only thing is, uh, the brook for me is a, it's a good song. It's mostly slow. It really doesn't, it doesn't stand out to me that much. It's the only critical thing I'll say about the album. You could probably have gotten rid of it if, if you um, wanted to cut this album down. But it's not a bad song. It just doesn't, I think after From the Embers, I'm like, that should be the end. That, that, that was the highest, that was the peak arguably and i would end it there not that this is a bad song i like it um it's very pretty but that was the only thing i would say is might not either put that somewhere else or take it out because i would end it on the from the embers you could be totally completely right about that but i don't know that the experience would be exactly the same to go from from the embers right back to the opening track if you listen through it I think the brook is a kind of a good space between 
the peak of From the Embers and then Ab Abgrun because that um, Abgrun one has that really crazy high energy feel and so does From the Embers and I think if you're thinking about looping this over again which I did so many times mm -hmm. I do think the brook becomes more valuable but I understand completely right. what you're saying I, I respect that but I haven't really I don't think I, I don't know that I looped back into it much at all I mean it'll probably started to play and I was like oh I took like I usually take like a, like a break from that I'm like maybe I'll try that and see how, how that how that sounds it, it, I think it'll change your opinion because at least in my experience, like let's say I got in at track six in the car and then I'm listening through it all now back around from seven to eight and then back to one. It does make a difference because I think from the embers to okay. the beginning of the album would be a little too much. Okay. But Understandable. Now, did you happen to listen to any of their other stuff? I have not and I really am remiss that no. I haven't. I haven't, although I heard the one right before this, um, I forgot the name. Because the Anger Metal guy was the, how I found out about, or read more about this illusion. I found out in the first place. And then his album, oh, The Liberation. He said it's pretty good. Uh, well, Liberation's supposed to be pretty solid. Based upon the performance they gave on 70,000 Tons of Metal, I would imagine it's excellent. I mean, that, those they, they were surprisingly right. heavy in person, didn't you think? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, because this was a little. This album has a lot slower parts, and in fact, the song. I think they played two tracks from this album when we saw them live, and the, I think they were the notably two slowest songs of the set. I, I, I felt I, every time I think of them, it's, were, I think we saw them at the ice rink. Yeah. I and mean, at first, there was only a couple people in there. I felt like there was like ten people, and I'm like, what a disservice to this great band. These guys were playing. It, that was in the beginning. Well, eventually, it filled up more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was like, this is this is ridiculous. But they also have an album called Back to the Times of or Back to Times of Splendor that seemed pretty well reviewed. That Metallum out, um, website, whose opinion I like to discard when it doesn't agree with mine, um, <laughs> does have 13 <laughs> reviews at 87. percent Which, as much as these guys shit on everything, that's pretty high praise. Oh yeah, for that site, that's an Emmy. Exactly right. That's like album of the year because yeah. they, these guys rip apart everything. Well, I got to tell you, man, I'm well, really, really, really pleased to hear you say that. I did not know if you'd gush on it like that, and I'm so glad because when it first oh, came yeah. across my ears a couple years ago now, I was like, man, dude, this album's great. This is great. It's uh, it's cool, man. I, I, I definitely saw that in like lists, and I never went to it. I don't know if I ever would have. You know, like, you ever see stuff where you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that. Oh, and, of course. Uh, of course. That's part of the beauty of this show and our friendship i mean it's like yeah there's stuff i really want you to desperate to listen to so this is the way i can force you to do it i love it all right so, well, okay, well can i give you my take on skyforger yeah don't give me skyforger all right bro i got i got a lot to tell you about this and it's all positive so okay buckle in for a total boner gush fest um, boner jam yeah and it's you know I'm probably going to move through pretty quickly because th there's only so many ways you can kind of say what you're hearing, right? So I'll just start with this. I'm going to go through a couple songs and then I'm going to give more like a grand opinion and then go keep going through songs. So first one is Sampo. Piano intro, hook, riff, like straight out. And then there's a piano outro. It's melodic, soaring. Um, if you could, can you look up while I'm just bloviating. Phil, can you look up the name of this singer? I think it's Tommy or Tommy. I can't remember, but 
This guy. Okay, yeah. This guy joined the band. Remember, there was a for anyone who doesn't know Amorphis, A M O R P H I S, from Finland. This is their 2009 album, Sky Forger. Um, since they've had this new singer, they have, in my opinion, been like completely invincible. They just can do no wrong. Every they have a perfect style. Okay, um, so let me just say, first track, it's great. Piano intro, hook riff, piano outro, melodic, it's soaring. Like, if somebody wasn't sure if they liked metal, start there. See see what you think of this. Next okay. so, next song um, is called Silver... So the, Go ahead. Okay. Lead, lead singer's name is Tommy, or Tommy, T-O-M-I, Joutsen, J-O-U-T-S-E-N. That guy, he's a little guy. We, I've seen him a couple times live. He just punishes the microphone. He has this very cool, um, ancient-looking microphone that you'd see, like that you would have seen, like in a lounge on a on a the Titanic or something. It's just he holds it with two hands and screams into it. It's um, got like this ring around it, and he just I don't know. I, I go look it up on yeah, YouTube. It cool. It's amazing. It cool shit. It's cool <laughs> shit. The guy's got amazing dreads. He just looks kind of like Captain Jack Sparrow in yep. you know this little Finnish guy. And the music is amazing. The next song, uh, track two, is called Silver Bride. I think this is probably the single from this album. Super catchy chorus. Yeah. I-, I said, oh, yeah. masters of layering and energy. They're, they have a very rock and roll song style structure. They have a verse, and then a chorus, and then a verse, and a chorus, and then usually a bridge, and then they... Build, 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 with all these layers accumulating from synthesizers to keyboard, excuse me, to guitars, to drums, to uh, the, the vocals, and it's punishing, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And it's just this huge build to a huge release. Thought, thoughts on that, Phil? Uh, yeah, I agree completely, man. Um, and, and Silver Brides is. Um, okay, so it's what you said about layering, I don't know if it fits exactly that, but it's the riff that goes. They they structure their or their riffs so well that like there's like a couple variations in the song and all of them are great. And it, it just it keeps you up the whole time. Yes. Um, but uh, yes, I agree. And the song structure is it's so true that it's so rock and roll. So you know exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah. You do it in flavors, compelling every time. This, you know what it's going to be, and you still love it. I was going to get into this later, but I'll do it now. Which is this band for me? If I were trying to get someone into metal that already liked rock and roll, I think I'd start with this band. I just think that this is the most approachable, polished, awesome. Not too long, not too crazy. It's just like where if I if I just had only listened to rock and roll in my life and then someone had shown me this I'd be like oh, this exists this is so fucking right. cool this is like rock and roll but slightly better and different absolutely it, this and like and like the album the clips like everything on that yes like, totally like just do that I mean, how could you not love it totally only thing I'll say laughably bad music video for that song if you haven't seen it please watch oh, it oh really <laughs> if my, my kids are 12 they're in the 6th grade if you showed that to them 
that video is probably from 2009 or 2010. It they would ask you, was that video yeah. from 1965? It's like the video production and things have come so far in the last 15 years that it looks like a complete joke. That's awesome. Uh, number three, yet another piano intro. They really have a similar style for the beginning of this album. Every song starts with a piano intro, then they kind of layer it with some guitar work. This track three is uh, from the heaven of my heart and it's the calmest vocal style almost like a ballad not really a ballad but it's like almost somber this third song and um, I, I just think it's good and keeps it moving and I don't know I have nothing really else to say about that other than it's got a super catchy fucking guitar riff but they all do Bow, bow. Yeah, but, yeah, I love it. I love that every time they play the guitar version of the piano. Yes. And that's the main I love it. Okay. Is it cool with you if I go to track four? Yeah, man. Yeah, go right through it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next I'll one is in. next one is Sky is Mine. This is the first song with a guitar intro, and it has this kind of reverb galloping effect that lays the foundation. And in in my opinion, this is the first song where they introduce on this album the whole question-answer vocal style. Um, and I know I've talked to you about that like a bunch of times before, but I'm such a sucker for that. I just think it sounds so great when he's he brings in, I guess, other members of the band that kind of do this point-counterpoint with him. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, are you talking about the part where it says, I, I listen to my heart beating, it's a faint rush of my blood, but the guy sends it one way and then he, and he the guy like singing the kind of high right and he goes the same rush of my blood exactly yeah yep. that, that's why yeah that, yeah absolutely no I know what you mean exactly it's cool and then when he comes right back there's something moving in the empty day yeah. you know it's just like damn that that added an element that was not present yet on the album for me that makes it like then just another half step up because it's like oh okay well they had these piano kind of styles and the guitars. It was all bombastic and it built. But now they've added this point-counterpoint or question-answer vocal style into the mix. And lo and behold, it works and it's great. And it's... Um, yeah, anyhow, I'll come back to kind of further point I have with that. I said very, very catchy without being cheesy at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, you could just a lot, the song title, Sky of Mine, you expect a little bit of cheesy in that. But, but it doesn't happen. It all. Yeah, it's like nothing about this is cheesy. You know, you, you, you think about other metal bands that are purposefully cheesy, and it's almost like they have to be because they don't know how to do it seriously. These guys pull it off sincerely. They just crush, and it works great without being cheesy. Um, and then another reason I love this one is because instead of giving you a piano intro like the first three, they're like, well, we know you guys like piano, so we're just going to go ahead and give you a keyboard solo, then a guitar solo, then a vocal solo, right in the middle of the song. And I'm like, this is so great. Yeah, it, it's definitely like what we were saying. It, it, it's kind of a standardish rock song, except there's all this other great shit, and they do it differently. It's just better version of stuff that you already, you already know about, you already expect. Yes. You don't expect it to be that good. It's it's what if I had heard this having only heard rock my whole life and then on my deathbed hearing this I'd be like what the fuck I've been lied to this is better and why didn't I know that so needless to say this is in my top three I love this song great song 
Alright, so let's go to the next one. Heaviest intro riff for sure. Doomy and growling vocals, which I love straight out of the gate. It's like they picked the perfect time on this album to remind you that they are a metal band. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and they throw an uppercut in there like we can hit, you know. And I'll tell you what, there's a part you maybe you'll hear it, maybe not, maybe I'm like goofy. But they have it sounds to me like a Middle Eastern influenced sound just before it lightens up. Do you know what I'm talking about? You mean before he does the chorus, which is the evil chorus? Yeah, it's, it sounds like, it sounds to me like you're, almost like they were influenced by some kind of like uh, orphaned land type-esque or like uh, something from Turkey or somewhere in the Middle East that influenced this sound. And I really think it's cool. I also... Okay, I, I don't know where I got that, but I'm gonna, I'll listen to it again and try and see if I hear that. I also think that it's right about this point where I, I think the approachability of this band is the best. Because if you were if you were introducing a fan of rock to metal, and they were initially adverse to growling vocals, I think they wouldn't be after this first five songs. I don't think they would be like, ugh. The, the, the growls that he displays are both audible, but also perfect for the music, and they add something to it. They're not done for the purpose of showmanship or look at me. They really do add a layer to the sound. So, that's my thought. Yeah, man. Everything has a everything has a purpose. And nothing's overdone. You know, it's just, yep. There's such great instincts. I think we said that about Aether around one time. They just have such a great instinct for how this should sound. How they can make it a little better without adding too much. Yep, exactly. Okay, track six is My Son. And I, as I was reviewing this one, I had forgotten how many great songs are on this album. And I remembered because you and I had listened to this a number of times over the years, but it's been a while for me and um, when this track came on I like lit up I was just like oh my god this song is on this album this is a top five all time amorphous song for me this is my favorite song on the album by the way. oh hell yeah okay legit um, wow buddy that's awesome I like this song a lot um, I don't I, it wasn't in my top three but it's fucking awesome um, that's cool that you that's so great that you like uh, didn't realize it was on the album you can't call it that's fucking I, for, for the longest, I thought this was on that album that has the swan in the middle of the lake and it's pink and the rest of the album's black. I can't remember the name of it. Silent Waters, maybe? Uh, Silent Water, yep. I always thought it was on that one, and I don't know why, but I would have like argued with you before I listened to this one that this is on here. And <laughs> when I found that this was on there, I was like, oh, damn, well, uh, this is like, this album's neck and neck for me with Eclipse. Okay. That's awesome, buddy. I'm glad to hear that because I love this album. And, and I don't know about you, but just the chorus, when he says, her hair I would long to adorn with the stars. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember the second part, but we're listening to it now. But I don't know. I just feel like without any shame, with complete and total confidence, I would stand on top of a mountain in front of the whole world and sing that. I would just like... I don't care what it sounded like. I would just, I think that's such a beautiful way he describes that. And I don't know, man. I just like am complete boners about this song. Total hook. 
it's 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 a nice sort of ballad. It's a little more emotional, but again, not cheesy at all, man. They pull it off exactly. Like this is a little, this would be. You can see how this could veer into some cheesy if someone didn't have control of it, but they fucking nail it. I would sing it to my wife as like a. Here's how much I love you. Listen, and I would just sing that chorus. It has nothing to do. I don't know if it has anything to do with anything, but I just would. I don't know. I just love this song. And when you yeah, look like, when you look at the number of downloads, the number of plays, it seems like it's one of the lesser known songs. So I, maybe I'm alone on this, but man, I'm just total total boners for that song. All right, absolutely, man. It's fucking awesome. Highest star. Uh, by the way, is that song in your top three? Maybe not. It's not. It's. I, I feel bad. Like I'm disappointed, but it's not. In my no, top three. Hey, I'll give you my. No worries, buddy. It's it's almost impossible to pick a top three from this. It's it's like you know picking my other top two is very difficult. Well, I'll I'll tell you Rick, one thing that you said that my son might be the, your favorite more of a song ever. My favorite one might be the Santa, the first one on this album. I just I fucking love that song. Every time I hear it, I jam out like crazy. It's an amazing song, amazing song. All right, this one I said synth style flute intro. I, I'm pretty sure that's not a flute. It sounds like a flute tone on a synth but I could be wrong calm and peaceful okay. clean singing they keep that flute synth layering under forever like for a long time and then they swap out and speed up for a guitar riff and then they do like uh, they do a dabbling of the question answer with the clean and the growl again and they yeah. I, I wrote my note here is they make it seem so easy it's if, if I were a band, I would listen to this and go, why can't we do this? This sounds so easy. And then you would like set out to try, and you'd be like, well, we found like, we fucking sound like shit. This band's amazing. Why? <laughs> That's <laughs> what, why we don't do it. <laughs> yeah, what was I thinking? This is actually ridiculously good, and these guys are just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite parts about this whole album, actually, I can't, I can't say that I would put this in my top three though it's close but the energetic ending like the shouting match climax do you know what i'm talking about how they just kind of like have the shouting yeah. match at the end yeah i don't know i'm a sucker for that part yeah that's it's and it's just great because the guy does three things uh so well vocally he does pure legit growls he can kind of just yell really well and it sounds good, and then he can regular singing. So, and and again with the layering and the build and the emotional, energetic climax, and then just, and you're like, yeah. There's no wonder I want to stick around for the next song because I want that again. I want to experience that build up, yeah. That energetic rise, that climax where it's a wall of sound, everything's layered perfect, and then, and then it's just repeat, and that's like. That's, I yep. don't know. They just got to figure it out, bro. Okay. Number eight is the title track, Skyforger. Um, my notes for this one were just a vocal pro league demonstration. Anybody else and this song would basically suck. It would basically just be boring. But this song to me is pretty much just room for Tommy or Tommy to demonstrate that he has world-class pipes. He just is like... Yep. Hey, everybody, settle down. So I got this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or when he, uh, just when he wastes his I-4. I-4. It sounds so... How do you make that sound 
so controlled. It's like on a kind of a screen, kind of VL, but it's 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 not. If I tried that, it would sound like a fucking loon. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> like some guy screaming. And if you took the vocals out of it and you just listened to the song with the music, you'd be like, this is the most elementary, just average, just. It was like, like you said at the beginning of the show. They were like nothing. It would just be like nothing. You would just be like, that's a song? But then you, <laughs> this guy gets out, right. and you're like, okay, this is a title track to an amazing album. It just That's the kind of command that he has and the influence he's had on this band, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I say that, and then the next song, number nine... Uh, course of fate I said light guitar intro intro 100% arm and arm headbanger with your mates awesome guitar solo on this one and this juxtaposed with the last one where I was just gushing about the singer this song highlights how great the guitar work is so it's yep. it's almost like the band is so good and they're so cooperative or collegial if you will that they they're like okay guys that last one was really cool tell me fuck that up let's let's you guys want to do like a guitar focused one and they're all like yeah sure let's do it and they do yeah this this one definitely has like a soaring kind of epic guitar and yeah it's um absolutely on on display that their their fucking guitar guy can get down right I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely. just like... Yeah, I agree. I just think... 100%. This is not my top three, but I just think it's a really cool juxtaposition with the last song where it, what's on display today? What's on highlight? Is it the drums? Is it the guitar? Is it the singer? Is it the synth? And they can decide whatever they want. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 totally, I would totally believe that that's how they do This song, track number 10, is my last of my top three. Yeah. From Earth I Rose. Yep. And um, I love the swung out drum beat. It's, to someone who plays drums, or to anyone listening who plays drums, that swing in the drum beat is not all that common in metal. And it, they do it so perfectly. And then right as they're just swinging it out, here comes Tommy blasting a growl. Um, and then it has a really simple riff. But I felt like this song in particular was a reflection that this band doesn't try to show you how talented they are. They just show you how good they are. In the sense of the riffs have space. They're not like that complicated, but they're just catchy and they have space for everything to work together. I just envision this band has about the least inter-band conflict of any band going. You know what I mean? Well, just, and yeah, I, I think it's evidenced as well by the fact that they've been around for so long. Uh, you know, with some changes in the vocalists, but they, this is a long tenured band. They, they've got a formula, you know? And I know this sounds stupid, but I almost, if I could spend like five or $10,000 to figure out a way that for the rest of my life, every time I ate anything with dairy, I just heard him say, I drank the black milk. <laughs> I swallowed yeah. the red milk. The way he says it, it's so cool. Dude, uh, uh, this has a, like a sort of a clip. Like, 
sort of amorphous mistranslation, probable probable mistranslation, or maybe just not great lyrics. But when he says, "I am, I am the brother, I am a brother to the fire," then he goes to the fire, a brother I am. <laughs> <It's> just, like, <laughs> he just says it like backwards, like Yoda or something. After and you're like, "All right, that's kind of dumb, but the song's good." And it is in my top three, and because I fucking love it, I I love the simple riff. I love that there's a synth part that takes over later on. It's like such a badass fucking song. And then but that part is fun. And then you know, to both point of it's in our both collective top three. How tits is the outro where they just start disassembling each piece? So all these other songs, you have yeah. this wall of sound building, and then it crushes you and ends. This one builds to this cacophony and then they just slowly unwind it and take each piece apart separately and it's like these guys <laughs> are so good yep and they do it without making it like a whole fucking thing it's yeah. just that just that happened I, I i wouldn't have never even conceptualized the end of that song that way until you said you know because i'll just they're like oh it just sounds cool really yeah so yeah and they just end the song yeah. But yeah you're absolutely right yeah this this if nothing else i hope that anyone listening who is unfamiliar with amorphous will just trust us in in accepting that they're i mean they got to be top five in the world right now like they're just crushing everything halo was great i can't remember the one halo that, was great. that had the gold skull on the cover i think with, with the beat Queen of time. that one was so good um, I, I don't know, man. I just th- since this guy's joined the band, they have just refined their sound and gotten better and better and better. And every album is awesome. It's just you just come. Oh, yeah. and, and if you would take the other kind of top five-ish style bands, they almost all have a dog somewhere. Like In Flames dropped off the earth, and Opeth changed totally, and um, Dark Tranquility's been holding strong, but not everything's been as good as like Atoma was recently, and. Um, you know, Amon Amarth, I think, sometimes has great hits and bangers, but then other times there's some filler on their stuff. These guys, I don't know. For me, it's just, I, I think you can't go wrong introducing someone to metal vis-a-vis this band. Uh, hell yeah, dude. And then, like we were saying before, it's such, they, they have such a rock approach in so many ways. It's very approachable. And Completely. it's catchy. It's, it's catchy as shit. And if, even if you like the screaming parts, you would find yourself singing the theme stuff. And then eventually you might maybe you'd like the whole thing. And you but 100% come, the song would be in your head. And you'd come to appreciate where the growling sits in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Phil, would you tell me your top three? I know you said the, the last one was in there. Um, okay. I have Stampo as my favorite and maybe favorite amorphous song ever. Wow. I have... Sky is mine, and then from Earth I wait. That's they're they, all great. They do have, they do have hidden, a hidden track called Godlike Machine. That's very good on this. If you just, if you keep listening, and then apparently another one called Separate, which I never heard of. Well, when I first listened to it, I there was an eleventh track that I didn't really bring up today, but I took some notes on it. And the only thing I said was, great song. Not really sure where this came from because it's not on the disc that I have. And then I wrote. Yeah. There's a riff about three quarters of the way through that sounds like it's straight from my own prison from Creed. Okay, nice. That's cool. I love that one. The band. There's a part of that the song that that just sounds fun. I always like the song just for that riff. But it's, 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 it is a hidden track, apparently. Yeah, man. Um, a plus plus, amorphous in general, and then that Skyforger album. Once I realized that. 
you drank the black milk and the one about her hair. What, those two were both on here? I was like, oh my god, this is like this is like a, an all-star hits album. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real good. So it's my favorite one, but I guess if you like a clip more, I feel the respect that. I don't even think I, I could say that right now. I think I have to say I like them both equally. That's t- I know it's a total cop out, but I would. I don't know that I could pick right. one. I don't know that I could pick one. I, I get it, man. They're they're so good. If anyone's listening to this has any interest and maybe getting more into metal, you can't go wrong. JMF does. They're basically everything that come out with since 2008 at least. But even before that, they had a couple, at least three legit fucking albums. Complete crushers. All right, well, a couple things we got to get to here. First, we got to, well, not first. We eventually have to wrap up with a Mitch Hedberg quote. I have one. I'm ready to roll with that whenever you're ready. We have to recommend to each other a uh, another album. But before we do, I have to do something that I haven't done before, which is I just recently, in fact today, learned that one of my clients, her 18-year-old son, took his life this past week. So I'm going to do a quick moment of silence for him and for that family because... You know, part of the reason we do this show is metal and music generally helped us through tough times. And, you know, being a kid is tough. And when I heard that, it was just really devastating. My heart breaks for that family. So I'm just going to mute this here for a second and then we'll come back. So my my thoughts and prayers to the family and they know who they are, who they are. Um, yeah, definitely. That's terrible. Totally, totally brutal. 18 years old. So much so much opportunity ahead of him. Tragedy. Beyond tragedy. Um, okay, Phil. I have for you... I really was kind of tortured about this, but I, I feel comfortable what I'm going to recommend to you for next episode because of the time of the year. I know you're still up there in Pennsylvania. It's still cold and the days are short, right? Yeah. Sounds fun. All right. I'm going to recommend to you... King Goat. The album is called Conduit. Are you at all familiar with it? No, I've never heard of that. Okay. My only caveat is when I first came across this band and their their debut album, it was five tracks, and that to me is the album. So they then was were signed to another label. They added like three additional tracks i think they were just trying to beef it up and satisfy the label and to me that's not the album the album is just the first five songs so listen to king goat conduit tracks one through five don't stop yourself from listening to the others as well you feel free but to me the album is tracks one through five king goat conduit king goat okay king goat conduit got it all right i'm gonna i'm gonna give you one that i really don't know if you'll like or not but i think it's fucking awesome the um band is called Mithras M-I-T-H-R-A-S okay and the album's called On Strange Loops can't say I'm familiar all I'll tell you is that can't say I'm familiar with it all I'll tell you okay okay good all I'll say is they're um it's pretty fucking heavy and it stays like that for places the whole time so it's kind of it's, it's a little bit of a I don't know if wall of sounds is the right phrase, but it's sort of relentless. So you have to be kind of in the mood. Uh, I'm not scared. I'm ready to roll. All right. I'm scared. All right. Well, then, do you want me to wrap it up here with the old Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. Okay, Bill. Until next time. The great Mitch. Quote, 
I find a duck's opinion of me is very much influenced by whether or not I have bread. R.I.P. What a genius. Okay, Phil, as always, you're the man. Love doing this with you, bro. Before too long, we'll get together and we'll do like a hundredth episode celebration and we'll identify the top five albums that you referred to me and that I've referred to you. I'm looking forward to that. That's cool. That's a, that'll be really cool. All right, brother. Until next time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Later, buddy. Later.